This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, the whole world is watching the Falcon and Winter Soldier on Disney Plus, and so are we. Geek Boner. As we review episode four, plus Sony and Netflix strike a huge deal, we get a trailer for Jupiter's Legacy, She-Hulk casts a Hamilton star, and Indiana Jones 5 is a thing that's still happening. What? All that and more on this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, April 12th, 2021. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Why? I don't know. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Crabs out there. Let's give it up. What's up, listener? How's it going? Thanks for joining us this week, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And joining us is the dude responsible for making the Zemo cut happen. It's Rugboy. Way to get that done there, Rugs. Yeah, I want to see fist pumping. I want to see all kinds of stuff. I want to see him break up the beat. I want to see him do uh, some footloose action. dance looped yeah. for an hour. Popping and locking. I would like to see it all. It's kind of funny they did this. Anthony, did you watch any of this at all? Yeah, I watched, watched I, mean, I didn't it? watch a whole hour. <laughs> you watched the whole watched thing? maybe a Come minute. On. A minute. Yeah, you know, it was fun. I mean, funny that they took advantage of... The Snyder the Cut, yes. Well, yeah, the internet just going nuts over it, so they were like, okay, let's get in on the fun. Because it's not hard to do. So, And like, they should have went, you know, committed even more. Make it four hours. Who the fuck cares? It's oh, free YouTube server space. Nobody's paying for this. I felt like it was very strange to see the guy who killed the leader of Wakanda yeah, be dancing, celebrating and people dancing, celebrating and people it. cheering, going, holy shit, this is the In the world the that we live thing. in right now, we're like, ah, everybody hates everything. It's kind of odd, isn't it? It's kind of weird. It's weird. Mm. Yeah, it's the things that take over the internet, you can never predict. No, that's uh, it. It has, grabs a life of its own. Five million views, by the way. Whoa, really? On the Zemo yeah. cut? On the Zemo cut <laughs> oh, right now. Shit! I watched the whole thing. Um, Get the fuck out of here! Me- really? Mephisto is not in it. Just oh. to make sure. No, I didn't watch the whole thing. I'm fucking kidding. I wouldn't. Oh shit! I got better I things than it. You watched. You he, watched. Uh, I know. Po- what was that show? Uh, powerless. Power- was powerless. it Powerless? That was that was sad. That was a bad show. But even uh, <laughs> even me, even me is not sitting through an hour of Daniel Bruhl looped just dancing. It's funny they did it. Whatever. I want to point out if the listener hasn't checked out our last show, we had a great time with John Bellotti Jr. reviewing Godzilla versus Kong, and also you would have heard at the very beginning an amazing metal acapella version. Of the Jock and Nerd theme song. Oh, shit. Um, I have to share this again because this is possibly the funniest fucking thing. I've heard it a long time. I want your guys' reaction. You heard it. We're going to hear it again. John Bellotti Jr. Can I sing the song? Jock and Nerd. Spoiler alert. Jock and Nerd. That's the theme song. I sang it. 
<laughs> makes me laugh every fucking time. Fucking fantastic. Oh my god. And you know what? When you play the theme song after that, he's right. That is how the theme song goes. Is it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's I mean, sort of. Don't your ears work, Imran? Yeah, I was going to say live. You wanted my reaction. When he initially did that, I went. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's nothing like the fucking. That's what's you funny about explain it. it. Yeah, you had, to, you had to spell it out for but us. But in a I way, when on. you put the two together, I'm like, I can see how he got there. I can see, okay, I can see how he got there from the theme song. All right, do your best um, riff for, of the theme Acapella song. Acapella riff. Let's do it. I can listen. I can play both of them right in the beginning, and you'll see there is a similarity. Uh, but I thought it goes more like. I can't even do it. That's Whoa. totally wrong. He did it better <laughs> Anthony, than me. You're good. Uh, you're good. Uh, now, now you've got me. I'm trying to <laughs> think about how, like, it how we do, how it's on. No, that sucks too. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't know what right, it is. Boy, your turn. <laughs> There's that part. Yes, there's the walk down. Yeah. This is important. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. the walk down yeah, yeah. part. Well, he, when you hear two terrible <laughs> versions and then you have to do it, and just re- I forget what the hell I we we re- what the sound even sounds. A song even sounds. Bilotti like. gave us gold though. That's fucking the funniest thing ever. We're gonna enjoy that. I'm glad he was able to sing it. Yes, we will enjoy that for years to come. Let's get into some news, people. The Jock and Ned Podcast. Oh, big, uh, big deal over in the streaming battle, in the streaming wars. Sony and Netflix uh, make a huge deal. It's a pretty crazy deal. After a two-year auction, Netflix won the rights. For, uh, it's a five-year deal worth maybe a billion dollars for the exclusive U.S. rights to stream Sony Pictures theatrical releases in the first pay TV window starting with all of their 2022 movies. Oh, shit. Holy shit. What does this mean? They also have part of this agreement. Netflix has first look agreement with Sony for all the studio's original movies produced for directed streaming market. It requires Netflix to commit to a certain number of titles from the studio. But if they don't buy it, Sony can sell it to other streaming places like your Amazon or HBO Max or whatever. And they have access to Sony's entire massive film library. So what this means, the pay one window traditionally begins about nine months after a film's theatrical release, and then it will go on to premium video on demand or its streaming destinations. But this could be as short as 45 days. We've heard everyone is shortening this between theatrical and streaming. So this means all of Sony's movies like Morbius, Uncharted, Into the Spider-Verse sequel, Masters of the Universe, Venom's Two and three, Bad Boys 4, Jumanji 4, and all future Spider-Man movies will be exclusive to fucking Netflix and Sony. Oh, shit. Uh, first of all, reaction to this. is What did you guys think? This is pretty big because... I like it's a great kick into the nuts of Disney. I think it's awesome. Absolutely. This is a different strategy than making their own like Sony Plus streaming platform. Yeah, Sony was the only one that of the major studios that doesn't have their own streaming I think it's smart for both. I think Netflix gains, yes. you know, they gain a lot of IP for at least the next couple of years with Sony. They they were kind of relying upon creating their own IP and, and licensing out little, you know, things that maybe are second or third tier IP, but 
Now this gives them some IP to fall back on. It's a big bump in IP. Sony, yeah. they don't have to invest in creating their own streaming. They're on they're on the biggest platform that there is for streaming, so I think it's a win-win right? for, for a, both companies. Amazing. Sony gets paid. Netflix gets shitloads of content. Uh, Sony has Crunchyroll currently, right, Rugs? That's the mm-hmm. anime thing, and they use stars a lot for their movies. Uh, but this strategy, I think, is interesting. I was listening to John Campia. He made a good point. If you think about it, Sony's like, look, all these studios are making their own streaming platforms. They're pulling content and locking it down on their own platform. That kind of leaves a big hole for content, free, like freelance content. So they're like, look, we'll just sell to Netflix and anybody else. And we'll be like the only bidder out there that you could buy movies from and license them. Well, think about this. This it's interesting. is great because – Sony now can just make movies and they, they don't have to worry about sinking all this money into like a streaming platform and waiting and trying to wrestle subscribers away from people. So they can actually have a little bit more freedom. They can kind of they're more guaranteed to not like have to take uh, crazy risks and shit. Yeah, it's kind of like the, they got the money in their back pocket now. Where is Netflix getting this money? Because this the source is saying this is close to a billion dollar deal. They also recently just paid four hundred and fifty million dollars for the rights, just for the rights to make the sequels to Ryan Johnson's Knives Out. That's a uh, lot of money. Two and three. Four hundred and fifty oh, million shit. just for the rights to make them. Not even those movies are not even worth like that much. Is that worth that much? I don't know. Throw also throw in today, I'm not a big fan of this stuff, but they there's a live-action Gundam film that's going to be on Netflix that uh, Jordan Voight-Roberts yes. from Kong Skull Island. That's going to be huge. So. That, and that's a Netflix deal, too, huh? But, but mm. the name of the game, yeah, that's a Netflix deal, mm. too. The name of the game for Netflix is they think that investing in content is the name of the, the game, and they and they need to... All of these streamers need to continually invest in content because you can't just rely on the library that you have. You always have to have new things, and all these streamers have kind of proven that they can produce some good original content, so they need to keep doing that. I think Netflix has Netflix too much content it. now, though. That's also... Like, I, I can't even sense. navigate it yeah. anymore. Well, I think that's part of their strategy is that they, they want to be the most overwhelming in terms of Look content. And not like shit. Amazon Prime overwhelming, where it's like movies that you would watch, Rug Boy, with Frank Rillo, your buddy. Yeah. But like actually shitty movies but not with a better production you know so like i think that that's just netflix but netflix Netflix's strategy has always been content overload and we'll and we'll let our um with their algorithms push serve you. what you think yeah. Well, yeah serve you personally i'll have you know i watch more frank grilla movies on netflix than on amazon oh shit oh <laughs> Just, Maybe I should have referenced like Tara Reid or yeah, like, who, would, who would be on Amazon. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, <laughs> there's weird things on Amazon. Netflix does a Chris Klein. Netflix yeah. is, uh, has done a good job of kind of replicating like a network, like a, a NBC or ABC in terms of they have all different. They got game shows. They got dramas. They got ro- romantic dramas. They got co- half hour Netflix, comedies. They Netflix got is a Netflix is a multimedia conglomerate now. They're like a. Like a NBC Universal, a, a Disney, like they're they're in the, they have their own network. They produce films. Yeah. You know, they they're the same. I they get, they're on that same level. Oscars I can't make shit. heads or tails of it though. Sometimes it's really like, like if you watch one anime, then everything is anime that comes into your feed. I'm like, how, I, I, they need to make a way that I could actually. I think they if they have so much shit that I can't figure out, there has to be a way that I can control what I like. I can sit there and manipulate 
things and go, I want to have these categories, these type of things. And maybe I'll get what I want instead of waiting for this algorithm that mm-hmm. like, cause you, cause like the only way to reset the algorithm is to like, start watching. See, other I, shit. I wish I could just clear it and clean it and reset yeah. it. There should be a way to do that in your settings. It should allow you to like reset this. Well, don't, don't they ask you when you first, I mean, it's all probably been a while since we've all set up a Netflix, but don't they ask you like what movies you kind of like to start off. I don't know. If they, I don't know if they still do that, but they, yeah, there was a, remember there was a huge thing and that's how they gauged your interest. And you'd be like, I like this one. I don't like this one. I'm not sure. Like you said, it's been like, over 10 years since the, the only thing i can remember now on netflix is they'll if you're watching a movie you can like press within the movie that you liked it and i think that you can't thumbs down a movie plus. anymore though huh. also does netflix ever want to make money actually are they okay just rolling along spending fucking billions of dollars they can't be making money i can't fathom how they're spending all of this money on stuff and then some of it sticks, some of it doesn't, and you don't know if what's what's working, if some of it's working, and like they're spending like so much money, it's it's impossible for them to like make money. Like Disney is doing this piecemeal shit, yeah, and they're 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 probably making more money because they're spending less. They got Netflix has two hundred and four million subscribers worldwide at this oh, moment shit. in time, which is insane. So, I mean, it's all about getting the next hot show like if you can hit on one i feel like they've done the the the, these streamers have all done the research to know if you hit with one show like it adds x amount of subscribers or it keeps x amount of subscribers so i think the the name of the game is find a movie or find a show that's gonna resonate with the mainstream so that you can keep this momentum going. Well, now they got a big name. Like the Spider-Man movie comes out and like possibly 45 to 90 days later, it's on fucking Netflix. Oh, Holy shit. shit. Geek boner. That no. is a big, uh, that's a big get. And I actually think even though movies are still very important, I think TV shows yeah. are even more important. Yeah, because they, they give you all of that return, you know? Mm-hmm. They're, well, they're multi-season. The problem with the TV shows for the on the budgetary level is the more seasons it goes, the more money it's going to cost you. Right. So at some point, it's a diminishing returns. That's Wait, why it's only at, like four seasons of shit on Netflix. Check out these models. are doing six episodes. Yeah, six and done. They're they, giving you to you piecemeal, one at a time. It's To me, I feel like I'm getting robbed, but at the same time, they're making money hand over fist. But budget, you know, the budget wise, they're putting a a movie's worth of budget and you have this much money and you have to, you can only get six episodes. It's great. It forces you. Look at the money that Netflix is pissing away. Like 450 (laughs) million for fucking Knives Out. They must really love Ryan Johnson. There's no no effects in those movies. What is it? You're just paying like big salaries that's more I than guess. amazon paid for the lord of the rings rights they paid 250 million for the rights to lord of the rings and fucking netflix is like fuck you i'll give me that half a billion give me those movies knives out is that even popular budget knives out budget was 40 million dollars wow but it returned 311 wow that's okay that's good i mean but i don't know i don't know like again they they measure things differently yeah. they they look at, I don't even know nobody what, how knows. they look no, at nobody things. Nobody knows. There's, okay, so the one metric I know that I've heard of is there's, if you view something for at least two minutes. X amount of time, right? It's like two minutes. Right. Like it's not even like the full movie. No, and yeah. every, they, they consider it yes. a win if you don't even watch the full yes. movie. Every platform has a different time that it counts as of stream. So I think Netflix is like two minutes. So, and then recently numbers came out about like Snyder Cut, HBO Max, and the articles were like, Oh, it might not have done as big as people thought. Like I saw most that, people yeah. didn't finish 
shit or they didn't go back or or people watched it in chunks over a longer period. I don't know. So yeah, well, I was reading like Wonder Woman and Godzilla versus Kong like did way better right. in terms of opening in the opening stream. Yeah. So turn in terms of how they measure on a successful stream we don't know no, nobody knows that's the problem is there's no way there's no metric there's no kind of industry standard and nobody wants to tell their fucking numbers so they can no, say whatever no they want and we have to just take it at face value listener let us know what you think about the sony netflix deal join our facebook group it's called jock and nerd nation it's a lot of fun it's closed exclusive just for you guys uh, and we'll shout you out and you get your comment read later in the show. Lots of fun. Uh, speaking of Netflix, they're not done making shit from other people. We know they bought Mark Millar's property. The guy who wrote Kick-Ass. and His the whole Kings, world they bought. He, they bought Millar World, actually. They bought the whole universe. Yeah. He's, of course, written uh, Kingsman, Kick-Ass, and a bunch of other things. Jupiter's Legacy is the first thing they have decided to adapt. And they put out a trailer uh, and I, 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 this is interesting because I think a lot of people don't know anything about Jupiter's Legacy. But if you watch this trailer, it's very similar to shows that we are getting, like The Boys, like The Boys, like Invincible, uh, like The Generation. So, uh, Anthony, you guys, did you watch this trailer? I know you probably know nothing about this coming in. Yeah, I've seen it. The trailer looks good. I mean, I feel like I know what they're gonna do. But uh, Anthony, what did you think? You know, there was a. Uh someone put out like a marketing piece that like it was all these like big superhero or like these big epic movies in one so yeah i watched it i mean you're right it's like the same i guess the the new hot trend is taking things that we know and kind of um deconstructing them as far as um superheroes so well yeah i thought it was all right you know i mean i don't i i, I think i'd have to I'd have to. I was. Yeah, I liked it, what, but so I would have to watch the movie. What is it? Uh, really. What do you get? What do you think? What do you think the show's about from the trailer? It's like some some superheroes that got old and shit. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I, I read it, so I could tell you exactly. Well, what it's tell about. us about Jupiter. Okay, tell, yeah, I was legacy. a little. I didn't really know. All right, <laughs> so I'll about. let you know. So basically, Jupiter's legacy and Jupiter's circle. They're they're basically um Frank Quietly did the art and he takes yeah. forever to do his art. So He's Mark Miller Mark yeah. Miller wanted to work with Frank Quietly and do this Jupiter's legacy, but he kind of got bored cuz he was waiting forever for Mark for uh, Frank Quietly to finish the pages. So he had fleshed out all the backstories to these characters and he put out Jupiter's circle. So Oh, okay. Basically okay. so Jupiter's legacy is about uh during the depression uh, this guy has this dream about going to an island and, and it was going to give him superpowers. So he brings his friends to this island and he gets superpowers. They all get superpowers and they become in real life or the dream. No, in real life, they all get super okay. superpowers and um, they become like the Justice League. They're like these legendary people. They in the 30s and the, in, and whatever. And uh, at a certain point, they have children and they're growing up like in the now and they're trying to, they're struggling with trying to live up to their parents, like this, their pristine, um, like images of like wholesomeness and, you know, you know, the, the best of times and all that other stuff. And they're like more like celebrity trash. They're just like Paris Hilton and with superpowers, you know, basically. Yeah. Wow. And, um, then Jupiter circle came out, which was in between. And that tells the story of them in the thirties, but, they were not perfect. They were really mm-hmm. fucking fucked up, but they were able to cover shit up because there was no internet. And so it's about like how they were like living a lie and living like, like a lot of people were doing fucked up shit or not fucked up, but like stuff that would be considered fucked up in that time. Like 
So like it's like this facade that they were perfect, but they weren't. Mm. And so it's kind of like how those two things meet. It, the series came out uh, 2013. It started, and that's actually it's 10 issues. It's still kind of still going. It's like one of the longest thing Mark Millar has done because his shit lasts like three or four issues. He's usually short in or out, but it reminds me a little bit of like the Watchmen, and it's these this generation of heroes has been around for 90 years, and the kids have to live up to their legacy. The costumes are kind of kind of cool looking. Uh, Wasn't there a comic by was it Marvel? Was it the Runaways that was like kind of like the the kids yes, and the parents? The, in the Runaways, the parents are like bad guys. They're like villains, oh, okay. and the kids have to you know deal with that. Uh, so that's also similar. So there's generational issues. Uh, I don't know. It looks good. Looks interesting. You know what this, you know this kind of says yeah. though is people have been talking about comic books dying and all that. I feel like this is just like the next level of like people digging into comic yep, books. Yep. Yep. Um, comic book fandom because now you're like doing these all these side things are all getting green lighted and those things like i feel like the boys is really popular i feel like uh umbrella academy i feel like invincible yep, like all yep. those things are hitting this is with right people. There. so i feel yeah. like like if anything the the ex- it's expanding the the comic book um storytelling platform to the to it's right like, I, yeah. I don't feel like it's i don't feel like it's like I don't feel like there's any sort of there's no um, end to it. You could keep. Well, I think. Yeah. The, I think there's no fatigue. Yeah. Right now. I think that what happened is is that you had this kind of like explosion of comic book movies that needed to be wholesome and needed to be PG thirteen and needed to be for for everybody and kind of like you know safe and these kind of these shows you like the boys are kind of not safe. Yeah. So the action to sudden, Marvel. All almost. of a sudden, you got some interesting stuff going. On. I mean, you had Watchmen. That was one movie. And you had right. and that became a sh- a show, and I think that's a one and done, or maybe they'll do one. But there another show, Watchmen. Yeah. So maybe you know these things will catch on, or you know they're gonna just maybe they'll be like you know these short run series like the Watchmen and the Go Away, and then something else will rise up, and they can tell those other stories. Titans, you have you have all that shit out there um, that are kind of like deconstructing, showing these heroes as imperfect and whatever. You know what's funny about what you just said though is like Marvel was kind of doing like the the wholesome thing. Yeah. We'll get into our review later. Yeah, but I feel like in it, I think the progression of the storytelling story they were telling would have got to this point. But I almost feel like the scene we're going to talk about later yeah. is almost a reaction to like yes, to some of the other stuff. Yes, and it's like no, it's almost a reaction to themselves yeah. and like some of the other yeah. stuff that's out there. It's like oh, we can get dirty too we, if we want. Yeah, we gotta. Keep, you guys are enjoying fucking the violence in the boys. We gotta keep up with that. May seventh. On Netflix, the cast features nobody. I know. I don't know any of these names. Well, jo- you don't know Josh Duhamel? Oh, is he in there? Oh, Josh Duhamel, Leslie Josh Dibb. Dibb. He's Those are one. the two people that stick out it to me. Um, uh, listen, Mark Miller has written a lot of great Marvel stuff. He's a good he writer. One, he, he did kick ass. Yeah, he, he did, did kick ass, ass but yep. he did Love kick ass. He did the Ultimates, which was Love the Ultimates, oh, yeah. which was oh, like shit. you know the oh, basically shit. like. The breaking, uh, the, the the breaking apart of uh, of the Avengers into like this deconstruction, as well like uh, mm-hmm. you know Civil War, Old Man Logan, uh, and that you know he did all those uh, things as well. So he he worked for Marvel and he made his own stuff. He made his own like universe of stuff. And uh, is it, is this the first movie of the Millar verse for Netflix? Uh this is because they bought. Remember we talked yeah. about that they they bought all his. They stuff. bought like yeah they bought like, Nemesis like they ago. bought Super Crooks they bought. So I don't think I think this is this the first is one. The first one that's coming out. They're working on uh, a bunch of other ones. I know. And this is going to be a movie. 
Oh no, it's an it, I think it's show, a TV it. show. Yeah, yeah it was right, supposed right. to be a movie initially. Yeah, and then uh, they uh, this whole deal with Netflix wanting to buy everything of his. Um, he mm-hmm. just so like took the money and ran. Released all at once on May seventh. I mean, everything that's been on streaming that we've talked about. Yeah. I'm sure there's more, but like the Umbrella Academies again, the boys. Yeah, I love all those. Shows, I mean, I'm loving man. Invincible. Yeah, like, Invincible's great. They're all like hitting. I I feel like. I'm definitely gonna get. I wouldn't have given this stuff a chance three years ago, right? It's, they're taking risks, but the uh, people are are they're digging it. They're starving We've, for this. Well, that, I mean, th- that's the thing with like Netflix and Prime and and all these streamers is with the ones that don't have IP. Yeah, like just specifically Netflix and Prime is they're looking for stuff. Yeah, like they're looking for content. That's why I, I suggested it offline. Uh, rugs that like I could see a uh, Netflix or an Amazon buying Gamera. Oh shit! And doing yeah. some shit with Why that. Not? Like, fuck it. They, they should be on the phone with them right now. No shit. Yeah. With, especially with, with this Godzilla hype. Well, speaking of exactly. wholesome and Disney Plus, uh, the She Hulk show, which is going to be like a half hour comedy with uh, Tatiana Maslany and Mark Ruffalo is going to be in it, and Tim Roth. They just added Renee Elise Goldsberry. Who wow. is okay? Th- I, I don't know who that okay, is. Okay, this is a huge geek voter for me. I love this. She was in. Is she Muslim? She's not Muslim. She okay. <laughs> she is uh, most notably from Hamilton on Disney Plus, playing Angelica Schuyler. She was also in Altered Carbon. Uh, she was good in that. She's yeah. great. Amazing voice. Amazing actress. This actually is combining my obsession with Hamilton with my obsession with the MCU. I don't oh, think shit. I can handle this. You just wait till In the Heights comes out. Oh my god! I heard that. That sounds great. Listen, in the Heights, yeah, that's hey, that's on my Oscar list I, for next yeah, year. Yeah, that's <laughs> and he wrote that before Hamilton. Why didn't they cast the more popular Hamilton person? I don't know what Leslie Odom Jr. in In the Heights. No, for, for this for the Marvel, <laughs> yeah, whatever this girl's playing, they should have okay, cast. Okay, he should have Leslie Odom Jr. Or Manuel Miranda. She's playing Lin Manuel should have been in this. She's playing a character called <laughs> Me- Amelia. That's probably made up, dude. She has my favorite song in the whole fucking show. It's not even a song about Hamilton rapping. It is a song satisfied right in the middle of the show. Angelica and in this song on stage, they do like a flashback on stage live. It's fucking brilliant. The song always gets stuck in my head. Uh, I couldn't be more excited. She's great. I'll take your word for it. I think she'll be. I haven't seen the Hamilton. It's fine. Dude, it's great. It's so good. It's so well, smartly written. So it's just good. It's good. It's good. You can study it. And is it still on? Yeah, it's on Disney plus uh, forever. I'm pretty sure it's it's good. Yeah. I mean, I find myself wanting to hear it. The songs get stuck in my head. Sometimes I just put it on, go through the whole thing. The only um, the last live play I've seen Besides being on Broadway in New York when I went to New York, yeah. was uh, Book of Mormon. Oh, that's a great one to see live. I loved Book that of is Mormon. a great one to see live, especially when they the first time they say "fuck," oh, and shit. you're like, "Oh, what happened? Is well, this, this happening?" Is yes, into, yeah. with all these people, and you like start to look at the people. But I, by now, everyone is expected to know that's going to happen. I wish yeah. I was there that first fucking show with the Book of Mormon. Yes, those old white women must have lost their shit. <laughs> They're oh, like, oh my, what is this language? 
Uh, we reviewed Godzilla versus Kong last week, guys. It's doing pretty good at the box office still. It is now made domestically $70 million. Wow. As of today, it's sitting at a worldwide total of like $338 million. Oh, shit. Uh, people are saying it's definitely going to break even. It's pass, passing break even, so it's going to make... Oh, it has to make... It's going to make... Because I'm pretty sure HBO Max paid... Oh, they paid for uh, to have that. Yeah, like money 275 or something like that. Didn't they have to pay? I, I, I thought it was might have been like a hundred million. I don't know. I, I'm just throwing a number out there. It was, it was definitely um, like in the hundred to 200 billion. But well, I uh, saw an article saying this is the first movie that may actually make a profit in a fucking pandemic, which is amazing. Uh, Mortal Kombat opens in internationally already made 11 million dollars from 17 countries. Uh, Mortal Kombat. That's huh? coming out next week, April twenty third. Is it next week? Yeah, April twenty third in the U.S. So, rugs, just real quick, what do you want to see if they keep making Godzilla vs Kong stuff, or not Godzilla but kaiju stuff? Mean, mon- what's the next? The monster- what's the next level? Monsterverse. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's the next thing that has to come out? Either movies or should they do a TV show? What should they? Do? I feel like well, I I I know there's a cartoon coming out or something, uh, Monsterverse cartoon, but like. Basically, they had come up with all of these kaiju, and we and there's stuff in the books, uh, the comic books that they. You know, it'd be it'd be great to kind of get a something to tighten up all this continuity and this world building to make it like really, really uh, working. And I think that they can do that. Introduce a lot of these. Uh, introduce monarch. Introduce apex. As in, now you have the the cobra. To the GI Joe as in Apex, you oh, know, yeah. You, yeah. you have people who want to have humans on top again, and you have people who want to fucking be with, and then you want to like go into all of this kind of like backstory. Like, I'm fucking fascinated. I like, I want answers. I want to know how these fucking ancient people could go down to the Hollow Earth and not die of radiation. Yes, I'd like to know build that. all those places <laughs> yes. that like. You know, Sarazara had to go in there with a suit in, to not melt, like you know. Yes, uh, in the in that last movie, and now all of a sudden they're just hanging out in the like, sunshine. And I'd like something birds. to kind of iron the this stuff out. Which you know, I don't know if that's what it's going to make money. Like, what's going to make money is that you put something, some new character or something crazy in there that is going to get asses in the seats. Are there other Kongs down there? You know, I uh, I don't know. I mean. I I think uh, I think they they take I think they they do an animated show a monarch show and get the they kids. fill in the gaps yeah well they get the kids but they also they they make it so that adults can watch it and they fill in they do exactly what you're saying and fill in all the gaps in between all the movies or do like a prequel like do a half hour like ten episode run where you fill in all the gaps oh that would be cool because I feel like. You can't do a TV show with these monsters just because of the, the the amount of money that it would take and cost. So do it animated, and then build up towards the next movie with this, these prequel slash sequel fill in the gap monarch TV show. I think you could do animated. it like a half hour show, half hour, like yep. ten episodes, and then but yep. just really pack it with like like good information, you know, that like really helps. I mean, get someone in there that knows how to fucking make this shit work. I mean, I'm sure that they, Absolutely. I'm sure that they thought of it. I just think what happened is they hacked a lot of it out, and then it ends up looking stupid. Then and then put it on HBO Max. Yeah. Yep. There it is. And then and then by the end of it, you've built up something, and then hopefully you have like another movie in the pipeline. I don't know what that movie. Like, is. Like I think that you have some stuff that's that's there. It's lingering in. All right now, 
anyone who's seen the MonsterVerse movie knows that, you know, King Kong is, is there, Godzilla's there, and, then, and, and Ghidorah is dead, but, like, there's still an alien, the idea that there's aliens out there. We need right? other monsters. So aliens could come. I think Gigan would be a great one to throw, Ooh, ra- alien throw around. Because, yeah, the alien monsters, yeah. we, could start, we could start bringing Space Godzilla in. We could start bringing in. Somebody mentioned the Gargantuas. What's that? They're like... Okay, uh, quick, really quick uh, explanation. When they were going to make this uh, Godzilla versus Kong, they were supposed to be go- uh, King Kong versus Frankenstein's monster, which was oh, like right, right. relative of Frankenstein makes a giant monster. Anyway, but um, anyway, that that didn't happen. But somebody wanted to make that Frankenstein movie, so they made Frankenstein versus Baragon, and um, where Frankenstein f- fights Baragon and whatever. It's a silly movie, and that's an offshoot of that. That yeah. where they they kind of went back to the original idea of having two like a gorilla in uh, this fucking Kong this, this oh okay okay this, uh, Frankenstein monster fight each other and they yeah. kind of like made them brothers okay yeah there it's Frankenstein's DNA like one goes into the water one goes into the land like land and then like these okay. two yeah, brothers oh. show up and one is like a one brother's like mischievous the other one's like kind of like a Kong type yeah. where he's like falls like he's cares about they have distinct personalities yeah that's kind of fun maybe for a comedy i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i mean i mean like uh it'd be interesting to see but i mean i feel like you want to have as much like the reason why the the monsterverse is great is there's so much variety like you have right you have like a guy again which is like the cybernetic space alien thing and then you have like jet jaguar that is like a robot you got you know, space Godzilla from outer space. You got, you got things that look like dinosaurs, like Rodan and Angiris. So you have like all this stuff that you could pull from reality. You could pull from outer space to make wacky shit, and um, it all could work if you do it right. You know, I so. just rugs just write the script and email it to him. I mean, come oh, on, shit. <laughs> what, what's the worst that could happen? Just I can write it. it. Yeah. I'll fucking write it. I just don't want to waste the time if no one's going. <laughs> <laughs> well, listener, here's uh, something that won't waste time. Buying some merch from our Tee Public shop. Visit jockandnerd.com slash shop. Get yourself, get yourself a t-shirt, a face mask, a hoodie. We got mugs. There is a sale this week, April 14th to 16th. Everything up to 35% off. Uh, so go pick up some cool swag. Last story here. Uh, this was posted on our Facebook group by Jess Rivera asking Geek Boner, Geek Boner. or Floppy John. Floppy John. Uh, this story starts with the phrase Indiana Jones 5, apparently still happening, people, uh, has added Phoebe Waller Bridge as the lead in uh, this new movie. Harrison Ford is involved and is currently 78 years old. Holy shit. Uh, Steven Spielberg also evolved. John Williams will be coming back to do the score. He's still alive, too. John Williams is also still alive. So 78-year-old Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones 5. Now, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, hot talent right now. She's done Fleabag. She is hot. She's really funny. Fleabag's pretty funny. She's written on a bunch of things, produced a bunch of things. They don't want to bring back Shia LaBeouf. Uh, Clearly... Clearly not, Lame. but it's interesting that they've picked her because it's kind of she's kind of a, a big up and coming name. And uh, what what I don't I don't know what to think about Indiana Jones five. What do you guys think? I think they shouldn't make it. No, okay, you are firmly in the <laughs> floppy jock. 
Yeah, they don't do this. They failed whenever they tried to do it with Shia LaBeouf, and I think yeah, they Crystal just Skull leave it. was an abomination. Well, I that's just a think big it was fuck up right there. I just think it was a letdown, and that's that. That's about it. He did still do his own stunts. Anthony, I, do you love? I love the Indiana Jones franchise. You know, I need to. I've seen the Indiana Jones oh, movies, so but I have to be honest, it, they were when I was a kid. Oh, get out! So, and I, I don't really like. It wasn't one of those things that stuck with yeah, me as a yeah. kid. So really? I really do have to revisit them they, because I don't really have an opinion. I was on actually Indiana down Jones. Paramount. The Paramount Network on cable was playing all the movies, and I just had it on. And Temple of Doom was on, and it's so fucking good. So uh, personally, this was a big part of the uh, the when Star Wars did their Lucasfilm. Yeah, Lucasfilm Lucas is part. Yeah, yeah, this is part of the Disney announcement. Personally, I'm torn because on the one hand, I don't want to see a 78 year old fucking Indiana Jones. What fun is that? On the other hand, he's still alive. Let's get another Indiana Jones movie out of him because you cannot recast indiana jones i don't care what well, well, they're gonna want to parlay it into because that's the new thing right it's like kids. like a cobra kai yeah. right so you're like parlaying it into a new generation hopefully when ghostbusters whenever that Afterlife. comes out i think that's the intent yeah, with that yeah, too. Yeah. So. everybody's doing it and we've seen it done in the bill and ted's and uh the coming to america's well, i don't know if those two examples are the well, best but examples it's all, it is doing the trend. It right, not but. doing it right but it's the trend <laughs> now if they can set up another indie fine i fucking love indiana jones and i just want to remember him as the young uh, fucking Indiana Jones, maybe. Bring back the little Asian kid. <laughs> oh, he's what is he? He's like forty five now. He was great. Yeah, he Short could do round. It. He should be the next guy. Hold on, lady. We go for a ride. <laughs> Short round. Doctor Jones. He's so great. Oh my god, I love Short Round. Is that was that his was, name? He was Short Round. Short, yeah, Short Round. Short round. Yeah. He didn't really do much. He was after the kid. That, in, right? No, he was the kid in Goonies. The same kid in Goonies. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, played Data <laughs> with the slick shoes. I got slick shoes. <laughs> And all the gadgets. I love Dana. He is great. So I don't know. If, if Harrison Ford cannot die while making this movie, I'll watch it. You know. I'm, I'm R- Ruggs is out. Ruggs is out. Yeah, I don't think Strip he should make a movie at all. They're done. Like, no. Is, uh... I don't know if I re- if you read this already. Is Spielberg directing? Spielberg is producing James Mangold uh-huh. directing. Oh, I like He's James He's a great Mangold. fucking director. Yeah, he did the Logan, all the Wolverine movies. Fucking great. I, Did uh, Ford v Ferrari? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I just think they should just stop making Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> no more. Like Indiana Jones, the first three. That's it. You're that's good. It. You, that should be done. You don't need to do anymore. There's no more story to be told. Yeah. You know he. It takes he, place in the 40s, anyways. Yeah, we're done. Shit. Yeah. So, but I, I don't think you can recast Indiana Jones. This character. Now, is I done. think that you can do a legacy character. You can do like the great grand, the grandson of Indiana Jones or something. But um, yeah, you know he, you know he, or it could be a, a granddaughter or whatever inherits his whatever shit or whatever finds something has to has to kind of complete something that he left un, unturned. Do you do what they did with bringing him back as Han Solo and then fucking kill him? Oh, shit. In, uh, Indiana Jones 5? No, just... I don't think he needs to be in it at all. Maybe he could be in it and then die. Not yet. Like, you kill him in 5. Yeah, and then, maybe and that's what they're over. going to do yeah. with Phoebe Waller-Bridge or whatever. But I feel like that she's kind of like in her 40s as well. Like, what, why are we starting off with this person who's already like kind of like, you know, not so fresh? Just make yeah. sure the set is has lots of aspirin and fucking cream for the joints. You'll be fine. It'll be fine. Let's take a quick break here. Uh, play some promos and come back. And we're going to talk about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier right after this. After these messages, we'll be 
like Florida man? Do you like crazy shit? Do you like titties and strip clubs? Why are you laughing? Because I do. You know I do. <laughs> this is the show for you. We're the Hashtag No Offense Show. I'm uh, the Duchess. That's the Duchess. That's my lovely wife. My name is Chris and we talk about all that stuff in addition to our daily lives as parents, what we're watching on TV, mm-hmm. current events, anything that we could try to talk about to make you laugh. Look for us on the web at htnos.com. All the socials at HTNOS and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're available everywhere. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Carol. And we're the hosts of Retro Late Fee. We are stuck in 1994. And we can't get out. <laughs> we're watching all the movies and TV shows that you probably remember, I guess. Somehow we're speaking to you through some kind of time portal. Right. Uh, join us every week for great movies and TV shows from 25 years ago. <laughs> it's fun, I swear. Listener, if you enjoy the show, if we make you chuckle, if you come here every week uh, for The Hang, then join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. The Hangout. It's a geek hangout. So everyone comes on, you hang out, you geek out with us. But if you get value in that, uh, entertainment value... That's the way you can give back. For as little as $3 a month, you will get bonus content, an exclusive RSS feed that has bonus shows. The shows come out early. There's movie reviews. There's a sports show. I am currently doing instant reactions to every episode of The Falcon and Winter Soldier. As soon as it comes out, it's a lot of fun to do. Uh, And now there are Discord benefits, which is the thing where you go into a thing, we'll figure it out. We haven't quite figured out rugs. <laughs> it would be helpful if those people in our in our uh, groups would be like, hey, we want to do this. And then yeah. we, we, it would get us excited to do it. Get like, excited. We got, ze- we got zero response. <laughs> <laughs> we, we might be what? focusing our energy in the wrong place. If that's true, let us know, listener. But <laughs> like, We want to do it, but it sounds like nobody's interested. Now when he's, yeah, not if no one wants yeah, to do it. Discord benefits would be Discord. Start private let, let us know if you like the Discord. If you know if... If you know what it yes, is, let us know. please let us know that you know what it is and want to do Listen, something. All I it. know is you want to be there when we figure out what the fuck it is, right? That's going to be huge. You don't want to miss that. Join today. Jockinair.com <laughs> slash Patreon. The fuck am I talking about? <laughs> I, always, I always blame it on the listeners. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not their fault. Yeah, I know. All right. Let's get to the review. The Falcon and Winter Soldier. We are up to episode four. Here is your spoiler alert. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Prepare to be spoiled! This episode is called The Whole World is Watching. A fantastic title. Multiple meanings throughout the episode. Uh, Anthony, give us the fucking wow plot. Wow of this episode. Wow. Wow plot of this episode. Wow. Wow. You kind of got like a couple different things going on. So we ended the last episode with the Dora Milaje uh, wanting to seek Zemo because he's been broken out and they obviously he killed their king. So, you know, they're there to seek out Zemo and, and they're giving Bucky a little bit of time because Bucky is using him as a means to an end to figure out what's going on with the serum and why that's still out there and, and who to track down, who who has it. And the, it's the Flag Smashers that have it. So you have Bucky and, and Zemo 
and Falcon all in an uneasy alliance trying to track down this serum. You have um, Falcon trying to reason with the Flag Smashers. Then you have John Walker as Captain America and his sidekick Battlestar also trying to interject and track down this serum as well. So you have all these moving parts in in this story where they're trying to all you have four or five parts where they're all they all think they're doing the right thing, um, but they all have different means and ways to get there, and uh, it's a little bit of an explosion towards the end. Holy fucking things come to a head at the end. Jesus Christ! Another this show continues to give me a kind of a great balance of action and character moments and the character arcs these guys went through specifically john walker who deserves fucking he deserves this oh my god what a performance uh from him what it means you know the idea what it means to be captain america in today's world uh you know they're talking about that a lot uh rugs what'd you think the opening was fantastic yeah i thought the overall the episode was great it uh I knew it was going in this direction, um, but I they handled it in a way I wasn't expecting. It went, it, it evoked a lot of things that are going on today. It did. That was and amazing. It was very, it was very timely. Shit. Yes. But um, yeah, I expected the Dormelage to show up. There, there to be a fight. I expected that. Um, it was. I, I didn't expect what happened to Bucky. Happened with his arm. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, I. Didn't expect there to be like a heart to heart with Sam and um and what's her name Carly Carly, Carly yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't that that I didn't expect so much but like it you know the, that ended up happening but I knew the minute that they did that that someone was gonna ruin it and not let because he was making some progress there yep so um overall I really liked the episode and there was for me the standout was the Dormelage fight um, yeah and um, obviously um. The fact that um, Walker found the the vial and kept it to himself, and you, you can't really trust this guy a little bit, you know. Uh, let's just start at the Dora Milaje fight, and uh, we'll come back to the other stuff later because that was a great moment where Walker and Lamar show up, and then they show up. Everyone's coming for Zemo, and then Zemo hilariously just fucking drinking his drink calmly in the background, watching the fight and quietly. Slips away. I love Sam's like, I can't believe he pulled an El Chapo. Went out through the, <laughs> through the sewers. Uh, and clearly, they are so badass, dude. Like, Walker should not have put his hand on her shoulder. That was a mistake. I like that they work as a team. You know, it's nice. Yeah, I mean, that that fight was kind of the, the tipping point for Walker. Because up, up to that point, he's been he's been in over his head, and he didn't want to admit it. Yeah. But he at least had the fallback of, well, I'm dealing with super soldiers. Yeah. And then he gets his ass kicked by the Dora Milaje and he even says it. He goes, they weren't even they super weren't soldiers. They weren't even super soldiers. Lame. So, you so that he'd already oh. you know, steal in the vi- stolen the vial mm-hmm. and he was looking for a way to like justify in his head, you know, how like if he should take it. And, you know, that fight along with his conversation with Battlestar, and even then that conversation with Battlestar, you still are kind of like sympathize with john walker you go oh he still is like in his mind he's wanting to do the right thing and in fact he's like hinting at doing terrible things in afghanistan yes. and wanting to atone for that um 
but you know, it's clear that the guy has an inferiority complex and a and an, an anger problem. He, I mean, this is not the man you wanted to give the shield to. He has he has self confidence issues, self esteem issues, anger issues. That conversation they have later is so good because the contrast earlier. Zemo asked Sam, "Would you take the soldier or the serum if it was offered to you?" And Sam right away goes, "No." And he notices no hesitation. Walker asked Lamar, "Would you take the serum?" And Lamar's like, "Hell yeah." And the whole concept of, well, don't you think it will change you? And he goes, power. There's these two concepts of power. Zemo's concept of the super soldier serum always leads to supremacists. And then Lamar goes, power just makes you more of what you are. Kind of what like what the scientists said in the first Captain skin, America movie. Yeah, yeah. It, makes, it makes good, great, good, bad, great, worse. bad, worse. Right? right. And so, and so, and then the, even the nuance of like where he goes to Walker, you... You won three medals. You did good shit. I have no doubt that you would make the right decision. And he's like, look, we both know what we did in Afghanistan to get those medals did not feel right. This is the first time anything's felt right. Mm -hmm. So, And then just the contrast of Zemo sees the serum. And for a second, I thought he was going to fucking take the serum. I thought he was just going to jab it in. (laughs) Smashes it. And then Walker, off screen, we don't see it. But it's uh, obviously he took the fucking serum. Well, you have four four different ideologies kind of revolving around each other. You have Zemo trying to end supremacy and he doesn't believe in super soldiers. Like that's his thing. Um, Walker is trying to do the right thing in his mind and stop evil. Right. But he's like, yes. he's trying to stop terrorists. Yes. He, he, he feels the, sh- the shield empowers him to do things. Right. He's so entitled. Sam, right. Sam is trying to figure out, what it means to be a hero as a black man. Yeah. And then you have Bucky who's like trying to atone for his past mistakes. And then you also have the flag smashers who are wanting to get back to the way the world was working in harmony prior to the, the blip. So you have like all these different ideologies revolving around each other. It's um, it's going to create conflict. It's so well, but everyone's a hero in their own mind. And the flag smashers believe that, that Captain America shouldn't exist. Yes. Right. She Carly right. goes, I should, that shield should be destroyed. In fact, they're going to try to kill him. He's a, the, the pride of product of a bygone era. Well, and that's the whole kind of question of this show is what kind of Captain America do we really need right now? You know, uh, going back to Sam, how I love that when he goes to Carly and he's basically like, look, I understand your fight. I just think you're going about it the wrong way. And he gets close. And of course, stupid Walker jumps the gun and uh, shoots Carly and she gets away and Zemo gets away. Oh, Zemo shot Carly. Oh, Zemo. That's right. Zemo got out of the cuffs, shot Carly, and then Walker dropped Zemo and uh, grabbed the thing. Good old fashioned uh, shield to the dome. Shield to the head takes him down. But man, this is Sam. Remember, Sam was like, I used to counsel soldiers. Like, this was his job in Civil War. Like, he knows how to do this and he was really good at doing it and he got so in fact he still has her trust even though she called his fucking sister and threatened his family that was fucked up but brilliant move another brilliant move by zemo using turkish delight to get the information from the kid and use and, and use that as leverage now that he knows the door are waiting for him as soon as this shit is over that have was you, fucking have you ever had a turkish delight i heard they're disgusting yeah what is it? I'm not sure. I've never heard it. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's candy, I guess, but it's kind of like I don't know. I, I just want to say one point might take a little bit, but 
Uh, overall, I thought this was the best episode by far. I, I, yeah. I really enjoyed the episode. <laughs> we can talk about the ending in a little yeah. bit. I do think, though, this... And I was having trouble with like putting wrapping my finger around the show. And I watched Sean Chandler's review, who, by the way, was on the spinoff show. Yes, at one he point. was. Um, and he kind of nailed it for me. I think, although the sh- this episode was really great, I think it, it brought out something that I've been having a problem with, which is the episode these episodes really do a good job of dealing with like ideas and thoughts about like being a hero what it means and everyone's viewpoint on if they're doing the right thing or not and what that means in in the world today um but there's something missing and i think there's the thing that's missing is there's no central through line for like the like what are we building towards yeah i felt that last episode what is the i'm not saying it has to necessarily be a big bad because WandaVision was building towards, you know, what's the mystery? Why, why is this this hex here? But, like, at f- the first episode introduces the Flag Smashers as, like, maybe the, the, the threat. But then, like, these next couple episodes, we kind of get to know them, and we were like... And you have Falcon, like, making overtures to them, and we're like, okay, maybe they're not the threat. And then you have, like, the... Glo- like, I feel like they haven't done enough with the Global Repatri- Repatriation Council to know yeah, yeah, yeah. why... Like, what is so bad that has happened because they're back? Like, or are they're in, like, so there isn't really, like, we don't really know, other than, like, the reveal of who the power broker is, but, that's like, that's what, been a side thing. Yeah. Yep. Don't, we don't really have, like, a main thing or conflict that we're no. building towards. Even now, we're still, like, okay, now it's, is it Walker? Is Walker the main thing? But he wasn't really, the, like, he's trying to stop something. I thought the serum MacGuffin would be the main thing, but that shit's all destroyed. And I was like, oh, so now what the fuck's happening? But it so, may be yeah. Walker. Well, I have some hints, uh, uh, some news articles about next episode that may give us some clarity. But I felt that a little bit last episode, yes. It's like, what? Who is? what's going on? Where is this going? A little bit. But this one is a little more focused, and it had a lot more exciting action. This one, yeah, this one had more action. It had better ideas, great character um, moments. Fuck, great it acting. Just doesn't, it does, there's not a one. There's nothing you can like. There's nothing right now that you can latch onto and be like. We're just watching. This shit is the driving at conflict throughout the show. Yes, yes, yes. And I felt that that was my. That's what I felt last episode. Uh, speaking of, like, trip, if you look at like just one more, yeah. like, one example, like Daredevil season one, you you knew that the conflict was With the setup is yeah was kingpin and daredevil and their competing ideologies and like that was the the driving thing is daredevil wants to stop uh kingpin from basically gentrifying the neighborhood right but we don't really have anything like right now also i think that show was a little bit more episodic where this still feels like just parts of a movie chunks of a movie one after another so we're waiting for the my, my main my only criticism i, I really like this episode. i mean but this thing better pay i think off that it's a more episodes. existential thing i think it's about the soul of the marvel universe uh-huh uh-huh mm. I, I think it's like all right so we've um gotten to the point we've d- gone this uh, into this uh, the Thanos and the end game and all that stuff. And that was like uh, this kind of, uh, I'm going to say, you know, kind of this bygone era, you know, that they were yeah. talking about. And they're trying to get into this new era where everything's about social justice and about, you know, this and that and kind of reframing, like you were reframing cops. Like they used mm-hmm. to be like this pillar of the community. And now like, they're like, you, this gray thing that's not mm-hmm. neither good nor bad and that can you e- ever be good? The, the fact that they even brought up 
Yep. Like, like any kind of power leads to supremacy. I'm like, well, that's every superhero now is a supremacist at this point then. Cause like right. they have yep. power that other people don't have. And we look at any kind of power being, being executed over anybody else is like completely unfair. And so how do you exalt somebody that's powerful? So that I think that they're trying to reconcile like this whole idea and they're introducing this question, but I don't think they're going to be able to solve it. And there's not enough time to solve it. So while it introduces all of these questions and, you know, like this whole show has been, you know, kind of like they're talking about the injustice that happened to, um, the, I forgot the old man's name. Isaiah. Isaiah yeah, Bradley. Isaiah, yeah. And, um, and, you know, being profiled and then who deserves the shield is this guy who's whatever deserve the shield or somebody that's tried and true. And then you have these, these flag smashers who were feeling like the world was coming together because of some great tragedy. Was, you know, was Thanos, right? It was it better when half the people were gone. Makes you kind of wonder. Yeah. So it's kind of like they're trying to, f- and I, and I applaud the show for asking all these questions. Definitely. But I don't think they have time to resolve it. Uh, there's also the the basic Captain America question of can you be a good man and a perfect soldier? Can those two things exist in one person? You know, you go back to that line where Zemo's like super soldiers, least of supremacists. And then Bucky is like uh, Steve never got corrupted. The serum never corrupted him. And Zemo's like, yes, but there's never been another Steve Rogers, has there? So was that a fluke? What does that mean exactly? Was that, that maybe what? it was a fluke that it could only have been it could only be Steve Rogers? It could be the, the, Captain odd, America. the odds are more against the the serum being a good thing or, or yeah super powers being a good thing. Well, power always corrupts usually, right? So right, we know right. That. Yes, and there's a lot of that too. I, I do applaud the show. I mean, I, I think I think it is trying to be more. It's definitely it not only trying. I think it's more than what we get from Marvel usually in terms of the ideas oh, and the yeah. thoughts that you know, like the conversations we're having, is is much more than what we would have on a, like an Ant Man. Mephisto, like it's Mephisto. <laughs> no, it is. The conversation stems from the basic principles of the this whole MCU when it started. You know, the concept of heroes. Well, it's, it's also an allegory for like America, right? Like yes, the Captain America's whole thing was it, Nazis, right? And it was a clear delineation, it was black and like, white. Yes, good versus evil. The flag is going in to save the world. Yeah. And now, you know, what is that? You know, I like that. That, that, that flag yeah. has probably been dragged through the mud. The, oh, you know, it's throughout. got blood on it. Yeah. You know, it's gotten like by America's own doing. It's, yeah. It's, it's dragged itself through a lot of things. And now what does that flag mean? So it's, it's an allegory for the shield and, and what that means. And stepping in with that shield into another country, like the people that hold the shield. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that serve, you know, that still believe in America and I think a lot of us do, um, but you know, you what does that mean to another country? It probably means jack shit. It probably means less than less than much less than what we think. Yeah, you know, are we coming in freeing the people or just occupying the people in the territory? You I know, think that see it both ways. I think that the problem is is that the sense of unity in this universe that they created is disjointed, right? Because you have a world that existed for years without these Avengers, without right. these superheroes, without Captain America, with all that stuff. So they've realized that life doesn't have to be the way it is. So it's interesting that when you have lack of something and then you, you're you not focused on all this other stuff, you can kind of go in a different direction. So it is this thing. It's like overall, if you really pare it down, the blip 
there was an old way. Right. And then the blip made a new way. Kind of like what we're and, living through right and now. And then do we want to go back to the old way? Fuck you. Yeah. Wow. There's so many levels well, of the, parallels The only thing, though, to, I have to today. say is I wish, I mentioned this earlier, but I really wish, maybe, they, maybe they'll do it in the next couple episodes, but I wish they would get more into what the Global Repatriate, Repatriation Council did that was so bad. Yeah. Well, you, you kind of have a feeling they were all they, they, the guy goes, we're not refugees. We are internationally displaced people. They they just pushed them out of where they were and took all their shit for the people that are coming back. And but why? Like, tell me, like, tell me why they did that. Hmm. And then also tell me what the Flag Smashers plan is. Like, I still don't that, really understand that they're getting I, medicine to people. I and can answer that. She stuff? was going to make an army for oh, them. Go ahead. Um, oh, I think that there was a virus subplot yeah i heard that about cu- this that they cut out oh because of corona yeah oh, so i shit. think that there oh, might be geez. something wow. that ties that and makes it even more of like a that's what's missing crisis yeah and that's why like it's it seems way worse there's no because, sense of urgency right now that would have done yeah. it kind of interesting yeah. okay before we get to the end a couple of things to mention the more fantastic acting from Sebastian Stan, I thought that opening in Wakanda. First of all, the opening in Wakanda, I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, wow, we're oh, yeah, in Wakanda, and you hear the music, uh, and we find out that it was Shuri. This is six years before, so this would place it. Shuri. No, it was, we find out that Io and Shuri both helped him, but that was Io. Oh, okay. But this this is right before the post credit scene in Black Panther, would have been six years earlier. We find out that with the help of Io and Shuri, they finally deprogrammed him. From the Winter Soldier conditioning, uh, and he was so good at that. And we also find out that they they built in a little failsafe for the arm, where she could just fucking pop it off there, just a little jab jab <laughs> click, and it fell off. It was fucking hilarious, and he did not know they could do that. Oh shit, that was funny. I was like, oh shit. But the flashbacks, every time the Dora Milaje show up, you hear the little Wakandan drums. It's done so well. I fucking love that. No, they're they're doing a good job. I mean, they weave in Winter Soldier's music and Zemo's yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. You saw clips uh, from all the movies. Uh so we get to that ending. Let's get to the ending, which happens because uh, which I hinted at earlier. In the yes, show. Kari Kari has given the location to Sam's sister uh, to show her she has leverage. Uh, and uh, first of all, I love uh, Sam's fighting style in this. I thought it was very cool the way he's going up against super soldiers, the way he was using his wings very purposefully to even it out in the jetpack at times. Uh, I love that attention to detail. Uh, and then Carly fucking chest punches Lamar into a column. Oh, shit. He's probably dead. Are they killing, they're killing him already? Battlestar. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, at this at this point, it's, we we uh we know it, he's taking the kinda, serum. And Lamar, I wish there's another thing. I wish Lamar had a little bit more right. I was surprised development. Yeah, but it sounds it sounds it seems like he was kind of John Walker's um, compass. Yeah, he was but, his uh, conscious, his moral yeah. conscious. I have a theory about Lamar. Maybe we'll get into that later. So. Oh, Mephisto? No, he's not. Yeah, he's Mephisto. Uh, Anyways, the guy, and so the guy who said earlier, I used to look up the Flag Smasher. I used to look up to Captain America as a kid. Can he believe that to Carly, her fucking buddy? He takes off. Cap chases him down, and the whole world 
is going to be watching cell phone video of Captain America violently killing a dude with a fucking shield to the chest. Oh, shit. Unbelievable. The looks Allah. in his face. Allah. Allah, Captain America, Iron Man. Yeah, is Steve war. Rogers always went for the chest uh, on now, the Iron Man suit. What do you think about this? It's like, okay, look, obviously the guy's running away, right? Right. And he's not putting up a fight. But they, he's a terrorist. They've blown up stuff. Um, he is a bad guy. I don't think he should have gotten that kind of a brutality. I thought he was going to cut his head off. I thought he was going to decapitate him. Like, I mean, I think that John Walker has, in his mind, he thinks he's, look, this guy's a fucking terrorist. Of course. He's with these people. Of course. He's he's complicit. And my friend just died, and I got to fucking take one of these motherfuckers down. The the difference for, like, what John Walker thinks in the way, like, because someone pointed this out, like, Cap kills all the time, too. Yeah, he kind of does, didn't he? Doesn't he? yeah, but the thing is, Cap never's done it out of vengeance, right? Like out that. of rage, out of out revenge. Of we're, we're, and yes, John Walker is dealing with terrorists, but in that moment, I don't think he's going. This man's a terrorist. I think he's just seeing red, and he's letting letting his emotion take over, especially when he's in a position of power with that shield that he obviously shouldn't have done. The guy goes, "It wasn't me," meaning I didn't kill her. Like you know, you want to keep him to get information on Carly, but yeah, I, I mean that that scene. I was definitely by the end of that episode. I texted my friends. I was, off, I was surprised to see the blood, and <laughs> I was. I texted my friends and went, "Man, that episode hit pretty hard." That shot, that upshot with the blood on the shield. The cinematography in this episode, it, the, from top to bottom, was amazing. It was so good, and that last shot was fucking crazy. I mean, that, yeah, that's an iconic shot. Fuck, yeah, and then I thought about all the cell phone footage and like the fucking I have on CNN the Chauvin Derek Chauvin trials on every day, and I was like, "Holy oh, shit, shit! Look at this uh, fucking parallel." Um, and as we learn, most times, you know, even with ca- camera footage, people get away with these things. But the whole, the whole world, react, like the, the government's going to have to take the shield back from John Walker. He's not, there's no way they're letting him keep this. That's probably how Sam gets it because they're probably like, will you just take this? We can't do, you, do you want me to bring up the trailer or no? Uh, yeah. It, uh, see, mid, they're calling it a mid-season trailer, even though there's like two episodes left. What happens? What are the, what's the new stuff in there? It's a lot of recapping, yeah. but then it ends with um, John Walker being like in a warehouse, and he's kind of sitting there with the shield bloodied. So I think it's going to happen in the next episode. Fuck yeah. Get and Falcon and, and Winter Soldier come up to him, and he's basically like, you don't want to do this. Yeah. And Winter Soldier's like, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Oh, and it's like kind of leading to like a fight right there between the two yeah, of them. Yeah, you and, need and the showdown. Absolutely. I I was wondering, did he take all the serum? Like, could he go back and shove some more serum in Lamar to try to save him? That, Is that your theory? That was my theory. Yes. That's my <laughs> dumb theory. He's like, I'm not going to take the whole thing. I left a little, a little bit just in case because I thought they both get serumed up. I could be wrong, but uh, this is different, obviously. But fuck, now he is serumed up and he is uh, uncaged. So as far as next episode, here's a couple of hints. But They've teased some something about episode five. Huge cameo. So they're saying a, a new MCU character, a character from the comics that's never been seen in the MCU. You I said this. Uh, there's a rumor from, I think it was Slash Film. Slash Film. The surprise character in episode five is not one that we've seen in the MCU before, not one who is primed to appear in an upcoming film, but it is an existing Marvel Cameras com- character who is played by a well-known actor. Oh, shit. So we're, I'm expecting a well-known actor and a huge character from the comics that's never been seen in the MCU, their debut 
and it's also going to be the longest episode yet episode five so some shit is gonna go down hmm. yeah. i feel like they're building towards the power broker being someone we know okay so that uh the power broker a little bit of that is their power broker is still after carly he wants the serum we do see sharon carter again briefly she's helping him with satellites but she does mention the pot they killed she goes you guys killed the power broker's golden goose meaning the guy who made the serum she goes madripoor is about to get real nasty so is that maybe the sixth episode is the power broker and madripoor they're, they're you're gonna have to resolve this fucking john walker thing there's still a lot of shit we got two episodes left hmm who could we see in this uh who, who is the power broker it could be the power broker. So wait, this new character is going to be someone we don't know. No, someone, or someone we, some new. It's a new character played by well-known actor. By a no well-known actor, it's someone that has not. It's his debut in the MCU, but it is a Marvel Comics character. Yeah, could be anybody. Could be like a side yes. person. <laughs> we could that play really this could be game that could be anybody. Yes, but the well-known actor bit is uh, interesting. I wonder how well-known who it is. It's going to be Bronson Pinchot. <laughs> oh my God, that would be amazing! Okay. Wow, get out of the city! How did I have that queued up? That's weird. That would be great. Of course, I have. Don't be ridiculous. That's what he says to John Walker to I, get him. I, to. I, one more thing, I think um, I kind of mentioned earlier, but I was very surprised that Disney Plus was it doing got the blood dark. Like Wow, wow, yes, it got dark. Imagine how much more bloody they could make this show if it wasn't on Disney Plus, but they're pushing it. That was, uh, was not expecting that. I was expecting a decapitation, but he didn't do that. Uh, yeah, just great conversations, great character moments. Holy fuck. It was a good episode. It's very good. Let's do some yeah. news from the nation, find out what the nation thought. <laughs> It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. Oh, a lot of fun reactions in our Facebook group from our listeners. Jose Ibarra posted that screenshot of Cap, uh, John Walker Cap with the blood. He goes, I don't care how hateable of a character he is. I need this shot framed and hanging on my wall. Wyatt Russell is great in this role. Disney took this to a place level I did not expect. Great episode. The action scenes were top notch. Yeah, I'm, I got to give Wyatt Russell props, man. Uh, he's he's uh, amazing in this. Turn me around on this character. Logan Janis from Mostly Superheroes podcast. He was on the show. He said the shield, the blood, the violence, a jarring sequence that shook me up pretty good. Phase four ain't fucking around. Jose Joel Cazara says my jaw dropped three or four times. It was as violent as you could be on a Disney show, I guess. I love when John came in all like, should I put down the shield? Just to get his manhood fragmented and his ass handed to him by the door Malage. He was going to just fist fight Sam. He's like, let me put this down. What a condescending prick heat this guy is. I love him. Lisa Morrison said I felt the shot of Zemo casually sipping his drink while everyone was fighting about what to do with with him was criminally underrated. Yes. Fantastic. Daniel Brule, also great. Dylan McCandless. I know I'm supposed to be horrified and all, but after what they did to Lamar, I really liked Lamar. I was all in to watch John go postal on the Flag Smashers. I hope he gets the kill on Carly, too. 
But yeah, now, fuck that dude. Well, I I'm still, but now Carly is gonna have to team up. She was trying to get Sam and Bucky on her to team up to take down uh, Captain America, and now that he's got the serum, they could use some other serum people to help. You think that'll happen? I don't think Carly trusts them. She almost they, trusts them. Yeah, they've screwed her twice. They have, but it's not their fault. <laughs> Stupid fucking John Walker. Irving, I think that I think maybe Walker is gonna maybe take her down and yeah. there that way that he gets his hands dirty and and uh, the other two are scot free. She's here's the question. Yeah. I know he becomes US agent yeah. in the comics yeah. and I'm, I believe US agent's a good guy, right? Uh, yeah. Is he? I guess he is. So how does do you think they'll do that? I feel like this character is like really far gone. But because but like I mean he's doing his job, but he's unhinged mm. in the comics like this too. So. Yeah, he's unhinged, but he, he I mean he does do the job, but it's like I think that's the the problem is that if if you're a soldier, right, and you're in the army and you're you you go crazy and you kill people, but you're killing the right people, like nobody says anything. You just get promoted for that. Yeah. You just can't get caught and he got caught. <laughs> yeah, you know, so he <laughs> in his mind, he just alluded to the shit that he did overseas. That that he got medals for wasn't that great. Yeah. He was basically uh, Dolph Lundgren from Universal Soldier, oh, just cutting off Vietnamese ears <laughs> yeah. and putting them around. Well, who his knows neck. what he was doing? But yeah. I think that in the military, <laughs> the rules for doing your job and being rewarded are different. Rules for engagement right. are different. Yeah, right. than uh, you know what we're lo- used to seeing here. It's gray. So, it's not black and white. Is the thing like they mentioned? They have like court martials and stuff like that. But you know, a lot of shit gets popped under the rug there. So, Look, we see, we yeah, that. yeah. Uh, Irving Delacruz says, "Bro, the way Disney is handling the police brutality and racism in this show is top notch. Very subtle, but enough to draw comparisons to modern day society. Amazing episode." Uh, Benjamin Wesley Cranford, Wes Cranford, wrote, "What I like is that Battlestar was John's conscious. So uh, he meant conscious, but he wrote the word written here is C O N C H A S." Yeah, conscious. I didn't know that he's. I thought to... that conscious was a word for like balls from like Australia. Like, you got some big conscious. Wait, is he spelling conscious? I think he means conscious, <laughs> but I also thought he meant like his buddy. Like, I thought it was like a Don Quixote reference. Like, well, conscious. It's capitalized, I don't know. so I thought it was <laughs> his now, name. Obviously, huh? it was a typo, like an autocorrect. Uh, maybe conscious. Conscious. But if you, re- I thought he meant it was going with like cojones, like a type of. That's like what I balls. was thinking. <laughs> no, but if I just read yeah, it, huge okay. Let me read conscious. It's a new word. Let me read it, and it sounds like what does it well, sound he, like? He, he's like a fifth. I mean, he's a crazy old bastard. Uh, Benjamin uh, Wesley Cranford. So tell you. what I like is that Battlestar was John's <laughs> conscious. Now that he's out of the picture, there's nothing to keep John from making bad, violent decisions. It's gonna get brutal. Yeah, I guess he is going with conscious. Yeah, he meant it was John's conscience. <laughs> For, for the listener, he spelled conscience C O N C H A S. Stupid autocorrect. I blame autocorrect. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I just thought Spend that was a little hilarious. bit too like, much time lo- on that boat. I love Benjamin. I love <laughs> Wes Cranford, and we give him shit about his punctuation. We're just kidding, of course. Wes knows. <laughs> We're just busting your balls. I love you. Uh, <laughs> Jazz Hebbard. Their bottom is is very weak. Says Wyatt Russell is the Captain America you get when you order Chris Evans from Wish. I think that's intentional. If they do a heel turn to him being upset because he knows Steve Rogers wouldn't have killed that guy and he's fallen short, I love this show even more. Mm. Hmm. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good if he actually felt shitty about doing it. I don't know if he's going to have any remorse, though. He's going to think he did the right thing and saved 
of the world. I don't know. Fuck. I, I can't wait to see the You reaction. notice the subtlety, too? In the first episode, he was like... Uh, Super clean shaven, yeah. and throughout the entire these episodes, he's getting like more and more stubbly. That's and how you know he's gone bad. He has scruff right. now. When you, evil when scruff. you have scruff, yeah. you're an evil person. You're an evil sure. bad guy. Yeah, he's got the evil scruff growing, uh, and he just him he snapped his snap. The way you could see it in his face happening the whole he was time, like twitching. You know, Hawk. it was amazing. You could see that in his eyes. This is what was going on in his head. Like, should I take this fucking thing? I got. What well, I'm gonna take it. And he's just like, fuck these people. Wow. All right. Let's finish up with some what are we watching? Anybody watching anything fun they want to recommend? Invincible. Invincible. Dude, this latest episode of Invincible with Titan, that guy who's kind of like uh, the thing and Luke Cage kind of like smashed together. Yeah, that right? was a crazy Personally. ending. Holy shit. Crazy ending. Fantastic. And, and I episode. like the introduce, uh, introduction to beasts, whatever. Oh. What's like battle, battle beast? Ba- oh, battle beast. Yeah. That dude is, uh, you can't fucking take that guy. Down. Holy shit. I-, I went off the deep end and started like, not doing a ton of research, but where did he come from? He just showed out of nowhere and he's, he's from space. But I, I was, uh, I was doing some research on like, this show is going to be around for a while. There's a lot. There's of a lot. Comics yes, around this yes, thing. Yes. There's a lot of seasons he can put together. I love Machine Head and how his voice is auto-tuned, like a fucking rapper. That was great. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Very good episode. Yeah. I wasn't. I'm glad I didn't read the comics because Me I'm too. Just, I I don't know what to expect every episode. Dude, the music they use, Anthony, you must great notice music. that they they're using De La Soul, Run the Jewels, all this. Hip, Run the Jewels, Gold Link, yeah, stuff yeah, that I'm like, stuff. what is this? I'm gonna like look it up and listen to it. This is great. What's music. what's cool too about Amazon is if you pause it while the oh, music is playing, it tells you what playing, the music is. Tells, tells you what the song is. Yeah. yeah, the X-ray where it tells you like who's in the scene, who the characters are, and a little bit. It's really really helpful. I've, I've actually like added some songs to my playlist because of the music. I need to go. But there's a, there's a few on Spotify. They have the soundtrack. Oh, they have. Oh, they do. I love the music. This is like current music. That's really fucking good. Like even I love this music. I can't shit at it. I'm like, this is fucking great music. Uh, and it's used well. And just when I heard, oh, it's not it's not riffed off of something from the eighties that you like. You always no, do. No, it's not like mumble rap with the triplet fucking repeating bullshit. Oh, I love that song no. when it was said in the nineteen seventies. I liked it the first time when it was. As if nothing was ever played, nothing was ever riffed from those. When it was Aha's take on me. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was my problem with what's his face, band aid face. Weekend, the weekend, fucking weekend. What about the weekday, you bastard? Uh, no, Invincible's Invincible been great. Really it's been good. fucking, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens. Uh, is there anything good on? I, so I, dude, oh, this no. sh- watch probably no. a bunch of shit on Apple TV plus for all mankind. Second season. I've talked about this before. This fucking show rugs. You got to watch this. Ronald D. Moore, the guy who did Battlestar Galactica. You thought that drama in space was good. He's doing the same thing on this show with amazing human drama, amazing characters and amazing space drama. This last episode, I fuck, there's a moment that made me cry. It oh, legit shit. made me cry. It was just two characters uh, being vulnerable and, and, and talking to each other. And it wasn't even like a sp- – and then there's a fantastic space action scene at the end. But th- this show is amazing. I was fucking shocked. I was like, fuck, this is a good fucking show. Are there any Pakistani characters? There are not – Oh. So it gets one point, but oh, it, was, it must uh, be must be good if you're wrong. Like. Th- well, there's Viet- but there are Vietnamese. There is there is representation. There's Usually. a whole Vietnamese storyline of. of uh, I've immigrants. been meaning to check that out, but it's not as easy to watch for me. Like as far as me to get access to it, so um, yeah, I will definitely check that out. Um, I started watching a little bit of that Transformers. Oh, on Netflix. I saw that new Transformers. Yeah. yeah. 
I watched a little bit of that. It was all right. Yeah, yeah. It's just I feel like I'm missing out on the story. Like I, I might have to watch some other shit, but it's kind of cool. And that's my basically I can all I can say about it. I've been watching Godzilla versus Kong a lot. <laughs> over and over again, Ruggs has been watching Godzilla been versus Kong. It as I go, but uh, yeah, I'm watching it. Well, get, release the rug boy cut of Godzilla versus Kong. That's what I want. Anthony, uh, any where's the Oscar uh, movies at? You know what? I haven't really watched any uh, Oscar stuff. I was I've been following the the BAFTAs happened this past weekend, so I was yeah, following that. Yeah, I saw that. a couple award uh, things but, happened. Uh, yeah, I mean, not really. I think I'll get back into the Oscar stuff as the the show comes out. April twenty fifth, twenty fifth. Yeah, so yep, I, there's some yep. movies I still need to catch up on. But really, honestly, I'm loving the the mainstream stuff right now. The Marvel, yeah. the comic books. The I've I've revisited Kong v Godzilla fight scenes. I've not watched the entire movie like some people, but <laughs> <laughs> over and over again. Um, but yeah, mainstream stuff right now. It's a, you can't I'm trying to you catch up to Lenny. Okay. <laughs> You can't like dive. You can't get like too inundated with like the dramas and all that because right. it just becomes really sad and depressing. Yeah, those are all the Oscar movies. Mix. It's a good time for that. We got Mortal Kombat coming out. That's be gonna fun. be fucking fun and uh, a bunch of other shit. Bellotti so. said he wants to be on that. By the way, okay, he's booked. I'm I ran out of Frank Grillo movies, yeah, so like too. I gotta, I gotta watch something else. <laughs> so instead Pick of watching person. something else, you just throw on scenes from Godzilla versus Kong. I'm trying to find something new. I really am. I don't. I don't see anything out there i mean there's stuff out there but i'm like i don't know which what I, there's so much to choose from i don't know what to pick and then for all mankind sounds right up my alley but you would love it's it the most it's the most hard for me to access lovecraft stuff. country i might yeah. eh, that might be a good idea i watched the first episode I, I plan on getting back into that i liked the first episode horror old school uh like it's 1930s, very good i have lovecraft started country so great. many shows and they just be like eh. no. and i'm like yeah, I've been. I started so many shows. I've been like, eh. And then you stop. You don't finish. Yeah, yeah. Just like, yeah. I didn't you know? For some reason, uh, something has to like connect with me on some level. I don't really know. But I ended up going back to this, sh- the Last Kingdom, which is a show about like, uh, like uh, Vikings and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, 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 right. In England, yeah. When they're trying to. Yeah, they're trying to make England Catholic and uh, unite England into one thing, but there's all of these, like, Danes, and there's fucking Saxons, and there's Vikings, and all the other fucking motherfuckers Fuck that are there. Fuck those Saxons. I like that. It's, but uh, I'm like, to be honest with you, like, I'm like, I'm not 100% in on that either. I'm like, maybe like 80% in. Hmm. So. Uh, there's that true crime series about the art theft in Boston. Uh, this is a robbery. Oh, I might want to watch that. That's kind of interesting. It was 1990 in Boston, and these dudes rolled in and, and spent like 80 minutes of stealing art. And Dope Pope actually is working on some some art, uh, recreating the, some of the stolen pieces. It's pretty good. I haven't finished it. I don't know if they ever found the fucking pictures, the paintings. There's like a Rem- Rembrandt's missing and lots of high-end art just cut out of frames. That was the worst. I was like, they just fucking cut it out of frames. This is disrespectful. What are you doing? <laughs> What are you doing? It's a Rembrandt. You just don't fucking cut it out of the frame. All right, good stuff. Uh, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening, Rugs. Where can the listener find you? You can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. Follow us on Twitter, too, at Jock and Nerdcast. Uh, and subscribe to the show so you never miss a show. And share the show. Spread the geekery. Jock and Nerd! 
uh, to the whole world. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. My balls was hot. It's fucking awesome. We gotta get rid of yeah. my balls. It's really good. You don't like that one anymore? All right. I I'll just ret- feel like it's old. I'll retire it. Jock <laughs> and Nerd.